Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl. I'm Sarah. That's me. And a bi-demisexual girl. That's me, Kayla. Talk about love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, romantic tropes. Sounds Sounds fake, fake, but but okay. okay. Welcome back to the pod. Yes. 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 Good. Yes. yes, we're coming to you live after many audio issues because someone, me, forgot their computer at home and am now in my other home. Yeah. We yeah. Kayla was like, can we podcast on Tuesday? And I was like, I have to get my roommate from the airport on Tuesday. <laughs> So now I just got off of a plane mm-hmm. and because I'm home for my sister's wedding. More on that Marriage. next week. Marriage. Marriage. Is what brings us together today. Hold on. Can we pause? I want to check. My sound waves look different and I want to check. Yeah. Can you pause your audio? When I say fish, you say sticks. Fish. Sticks. Fish. Sticks. Cool. That will help me we line should- them up. We should keep that in. Um, I just listened to my... So I'm not on my computer. If my audio is a bit staticky or weird, I'm very sorry. Uh, I packed my microphone so we could do this and then was like, I don't need to bring my laptop. I'm not working the rest of this week. Um, and then... But you, you, know. did, you did need your laptop. <laughs> but I did. She did. Dean even asked me. He was like, are you packing your laptop? And I was like, No. And then never. And then anyway. here we are. Here we are. Um. So let's just dive in, Kayla. What are we talking about this week? This week, uh, spurred by some conversation in the Discord from months ago. Months ago now, <laughs> uh, where people were talking about just like romantic tropes, uh, especially those in like. Fanfic or romance tropes. Book. Yeah. Um, and how uh, they didn't really understand them. But Sarah and I, spec as we are, are, I think, f- purveyors of, a f- of fine romantic tropes. Absolutely. And so we were like, let's, let's talk about them. Let's try to explain the appeal. Let's get into it. I am a proponent. So it's going to be an arrow ace and a demi bi try to explain the appeal of of various romantic slash fan fiction tropes. Yeah, clearly we are the most um, certified. And I mean, we maybe are. we are. Per, per last week's episode, perhaps we are. And we are. So, we are. where should we start? Well, let's let's I mean, let's let's list a few. Yes, I was just gonna say. Yeah, number one in my heart. Number one. Also outside of my heart. Enemies to lovers. Yes. Very good. I think number one in my heart would be fake dating. I think fake dating is probably my number two. (laughs) I do love an enemies to lovers. We also have uh, friends to lovers. We also have friends with benefits to lovers. We Mm -hmm. have forbidden love. A classic Romeo and Juliet moment. Romeo and Juliet, if you will. Exactly. Yeah. I know some people are like, they they die on the hill of friends to lovers. 
over enemies to lovers, which I know as a as a proponent of of a good platonic bond, you would think I might be in that camp, but no. I fucking love enemies to lovers. My favorite two like romantic movies are Pride and Prejudice 2005, oh. Enemies to Lovers. Mm-hmm. And 10 Things I Hate About You 1999, Enemies to Lovers. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other tropes. I feel like we're definitely... Those are, like, the big ones. They definitely are. I just feel like we certainly must be... Sharing a bed. That's a a different type of trope. Sharing a bed. Only one bed at the end. Only one bed. I don't know if there's a name for a love triangle. Yeah, that's annoying. Um, Gross. Oh, yeah, stuck together trope. Like, snowed Mm. in, stuck in an elevator. Uh, I'm thinking of like a, I guess this would be under the category of forbidden love, but kind of like a princess and the pauper situation. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like that's kind of like a forbidden love thing. Yeah. Like uptown girl and downtown and city, boy. City and city boy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Where do we want to start? Let me, here's, hmm. here's, I think we should actually start with friends to lovers because here's my, here's okay. my, my pitch. I think enemies to lovers, friends with benefits to lovers, pretty much all of these have a friends to lovers element in them. Because I feel like any good romantic sexual relationship is based in friendship. Whether whether or yes. not you were friends for a long time first, like it still is based in friendship. So let's start with, with friends to lovers here's 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 okay actually you go okay well i was gonna and i almost texted you that this is what i almost texted you when we were talking about mm. doing this episode man my waveforms look weird i'm so concerned about it's, this episode it's it's you know it is what it is it is um i've seen there's like this the these videos going around tiktok of people saying like here's basically the the gist of the video is saying like here's why i like this trope and I've seen it for, mm. like, friends to lovers. I've seen it for enemies to lovers, whatever. I recently saw one for friends to lovers. And the person was basically saying the reason they loved it so much was that the idea that, like, someone would care for you so much as a friend before, mm. like, objectifying you in, like, a sexual way. Mm. And I've seen people say similar yeah. things about enemies to lovers of, like, I get the type of enemy, I guess, where it's, like, based in mutual respect. They're basically saying, like, someone respecting you enough as an enemy to, like, Like see you as their... Rivals to to, like, see you as their equal in a rival before they then, Mm -hmm. again, objectify you. Um, But I feel like that's, like, the, the crux of it. I think there's also an element of, like, this person got to know you and they stayed and they still stayed and they still wanted to take it a step not further but you but in 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 the terms of the in the terms that we used to talk about it they still wanted to take it a step further yeah they still wanted to like commit because friendship yeah as i feel like we've talked about this before or maybe in the book sometimes i forget (laughs) i Um, get i get confused about what we have and haven't said on the podcast because some of it's in the book (laughs) you'll just have to wait to see um but like in in most friendships there's not really a strong element of commitment unless you like go out of your way to place it there 
so, but mm-hmm. like with relationships typically there is so yeah it's the idea of like with a friend i feel like you're usually pretty liberal about like what you show them where like the start of a relationship yeah. you might try to like hide your ugliest parts so it's the idea that you would show yeah. the person your like ugliest and weirdest parts and they would still and want still a stay. further commitment with you yeah and i do think there is something to say for like at the be- they didn't have an ulterior motive like they did not have Mm-hmm. At the beginning, when they were becoming your friend, there was no ulterior motive of like having sex or getting into a relationship. They got to know you for you, mm-hmm. and then because of that, they wanted to like take it further. Yeah, and all of the the friends to lovers, enemies to lovers, sons of benefits to lovers, they all have that absolutely delightful italicized O moment. Oh, I love the oh. where like the person. You know what realizes? I put in our book. I put an italicized O in our book. You did. You did you put have. an italicized O in our book. Hold on. I'm going to add that to my 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 things we mentioned in the SFBO book out of context, and it's just a bunch of images. And the bitch, and you know I did it on purpose. Oh, Because yeah. I said, I must. Anyway, look out for that. There's a singular italicized O in our book, unless the copy editor takes it out. Unless. Well, they... I don't, I don't know. It probably won't happen. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, I know. Oh, I just had my own italicized O moment. Um, ch- <laughs> childhood friends to lovers specifically mm. is a really mm. nice one because like you, to some extent, you know, grew up together you have seen each other grow and change and then it gets to a point where you're like oh actually hmm, interesting oh. and that's 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 always a delight that's another this makes me think of another like offshoot of the friends trope is like your older brother's friend yeah that's friend's her. brother yeah anyway well, what I, I think earlier started to say and then got distracted with my thought that got distracted by my other thought was that um, friends to lovers, sons of benefits to lovers, enemies to lovers, they all are based in not wanting to fuck up a friendship. Yes. Like, the the conflict, the primary conflict comes from, I don't want to fuck this up because... If I admit my feelings and they don't feel the same way, like, it could change our platonic relationship forever. If we do date and it goes horribly wrong, I don't want to lose them. Like, and that, again, once again, just proves the importance of platonic relationships. (laughs) That's very true. I mean, that's the thing about the reason any of these tropes work Mm -hmm. is that there is some element of conflict obviously because that's how you write a story but that is very true like especially i think with like the friends to benefits and the friends to lovers is that is always the conflict is like oh well like they probably just also see me as a friend or Mm -hmm. like what if we do start dating and then we like break up and then i like lose my best friend or whatever especially if you have shared friend groups like Mm -hmm. yeah it's time for the be real oh shit where's my (laughs) notification i i see it now be real live on the podcast be real live on the podcast i would say add me on be real but don't just my friend this one's just for me i have a okay i got a notification and that's being buggy again it always does that 
it is buggy is get, so often. This is what they get for having an app where the whole go. idea is everyone in the world goes on the app at once. I've taken my picture. Me too. Now it will take approximately 30 minutes to open. <laughs> anyway, if you anyway. don't have the app, be real. It's a fun time. Don't add it's us, a really but good it's app. a fun time incredibly buggy my friend did apply to work there just to fix it because he's so annoyed by it but um they have not read his application yet anyway Uh, anyway yeah all of that is just because friendship is the most important thing and you don't want to fuck it up on that note i think let's transition to friends with benefits to lovers or as kayla said a couple minutes ago friends to benefits (laughs) did i say that (laughs) yes you did (laughs) you're welcome I think uh, the most the most uh, notable version of this is the two basically identical films that came out the same year, and then the Did lead from really? one of them I and the lead from the other that. one um, ended up marrying each other. That's so true. Because yeah, one has Justin Timberlake. We're talking about goodness. the movies Friends with Benefits and No Strings Attached. Who is the other one? The other one's Ashton Kutcher. No and Strings that Attached. Lady. Uh, yeah, it's Ashton Kutcher and somebody. Some blonde lady. And then the other one is Justin Timberlake. I've never seen No Strings Attached. I have seen Friends with Benefits. Friends with Benefits is good. It's a good film. There's it's a, a good flash movie. mob. Yeah. I was, that's, I was literally about to be like, there's a flash mob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And an old man who doesn't wear pants. I don't remember anyway. that part. His, anyway. his dad has, like, dementia. Mm. And, and mm. sometimes he just takes off his pants, like, in public. Yes. So what, yeah. it, to me, the difference between friends with benefits, nope. <laughs> to me, the difference between friends to lovers and friends with benefits to lovers is, <laughs> yes. obviously, the benefits. But the it benefits. adds an extra layer of conflict where they are then having yes. sex. And usually a conflict comes in where, like, one of them catch, like, they agree to not have feelings and just be friends who have sex. And yes. then one of them catches feelings and it's like, oh, yes. no. Yeah, to be clear, for anyone who may or may not know, friends with benefits is, like, when you're friends but you fuck, but you're not romantically involved. Yes. Or, you know, for, to me friends with benefits the benefit is friendship but that's just me <laughs> so being <true>. always <laughs> um this one is it's interesting to me because it's complex it's complex because on the one hand i'm like yay they get together because i love a romance and i love a happy ending mm-hmm. but on the other hand i'm almost like it would be cool if one time they could just stay with benefits and prove that yeah. like romance and sex don't have to go together. Obviously, that's like an incredibly boring story and no one wants to hear that. But like, <laughs> I think just once. Um, that's, that's what happens that, in real life. It, that that can totally be the story. It just maybe can't be the main story, you know? Yeah, I guess that'd have to be a B plot. I think that to some extent, like the friends with benefits to lovers trope does reinforce this idea that romance and sex have to go together Mm. um and that you can't have one without the other but at the same time i also think it kind of challenges it because like in a good way because it it challenges not that but it challenges the status quo in a different way which is that like realizing you have feelings for your friends with benefits friend is throwing a wrench in the relationship escalator and the expectations of how relationships work and to see successful 
romantic sexual relationships come out of that just proves that like nothing fucking matters <laughs> they're like that there are no rules it, it is the opposite way that you are quote-unquote supposed to go you're supposed mm-hmm. to go from romance then to sex they are yes. going from friendship then to sex and backwards to romance mm-hmm. so that's true yeah but it, it would just be nice if we could show that like you can have you can have platonic feelings for someone and sexual feelings for someone and not the romance. Like, it would be cool. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like I said, like, that's literally not an interesting story because where's the conflict there? I disagree. I think you can find conflict there. Okay, well, that, once you finish writing the thing you said you were going to write that you came up with, I did start writing it and then I I forgot about it. Well, once you finish that one, then you can start this one. (laughs) I have a whole other screenplay that i've been trying to finish for a year bestie i don't know how to help you this is why i don't write for a living believe in me i do believe in you that didn't help uh what (laughs) okay anyway (laughs) so okay so you said that enemies to lovers is your number one yeah so what what about it makes it better to you than like a, a friends to lovers yeah so in in the Discord where this was being discussed, Kayla sent me a screenshot of it, so I saw what I had said in what was it, <laughs> fucking December? Yeah, months ago, <laughs> like pre hiatus. And yeah. what I said to paraphrase was the tension, the yearning, the drama, the realization, the turn. It is so delightful. It okay, has here's everything. <laughs> This trope has everything. <laughs> there are there are two different versions of this. Well, I, I don't even know if that's true. I was going to say, like, the two different versions is there's, like, the rival enemies to lovers. And then there's just the people who fucking hate each other to lovers. <laughs> um, no, there are two different ones. Because Pride and Prejudice is fucking hate each other. Um, that's true. And I think there's they're, they're slightly different. Because rivals, rival enemies to lovers is like, I respect you, but also I hate your guts. <laughs> like, like to what- me, it makes me think of like whenever people talk about that version of enemies to lovers, it always makes me think of like two like knights who like <laughs> they're like both really good at swords, but they like hate <laughs> each other, but really they like respect each other for how good they are at fighting. That's literally always what I think of good at swords you heard it here first kids you know but yeah it's like you have a mutual respect for your craft whatever that craft may be swords swords um but you want to win you know and that adds an interesting dynamic where it's like even once you get together to a certain extent you are still trying to win but also you care a lot about the other person and like you know what sometimes you you won't necessarily let them win, although you might, but, like, you know, you admit that they win. And that's, like, a bigger thing if you started out as enemies for you to be like, True. actually, no. I love you, and you did win, and you beat me, and that's fair. It's so meaningful. That is the thing, is when it's enemies to lovers, there's further to go. Yes. When it's friends to lovers, like, they already like each other it's just in pining. some way. Yes, it's pining. But then when it's enemies to lovers, it's like 
I should not be having these feelings. Like yeah. these feelings, like what? Because when it's friends to lovers, it's like, oh yeah, it makes sense. I would start liking this person. They're my friend. But when they're your enemy, you're like, well, shit. Like this is the last. I don't even want to like them. This is like the yeah. last person I want to be involved with. So yeah, there's that extra like angst of it. The timing never lines up, or at least the people don't think it lines up. So they're like oh no this is horrible i've developed a crush on this person and they still hate my fucking guts like this would never it's just dramatic that's what happened in season two of bridgerton season two slash book two i don't know what order the books go in but season two of Bridgerton probably numerical order okay but i heard that they're going out of order from how the books were written so i don't the books the books themselves go in numerical order that's enough anyway The second season is enemies to lovers. And there is like, even at the end, when they're like literally proposing to each other, the other one is like, you're only proposing because blah, blah, blah. You still hate me. And the person's like, I literally don't. I just proposed to you. I'm in love with you. Literally last episode, like last 10 minutes. They're like, oh, wait. It's like, what is happening? Oh, oh, wait, bestie. Yeah. So there's, there's that. And then I, then we have the like fucking hate each other like not rivals just pure hate pure vitriol to lovers which is i mean i think you're right in that it's like it's about there's like so far to go and like it's like when you un it's like when they uncover more and more things about this person they want to hate them but it makes them hate them less (laughs) yeah well it's like like pride and prejudice is like the prime example she like hates darcy because he's like super rude and like closed off and then she like slowly learned would you more say about that he why. is proud and she is prejudiced <laughs> my god that's so true <laughs> oh my god that's so true but like as she learns more like about him she's like well shit i get why he's like that and now i don't hate him but now i'm too proud it's a whole yeah. thing She's too proud. Is he ever prejudiced? I mean, yes, he is prejudiced. Yes, he's fully right to her face. He is. Prejudice. Yes. You're right. I'm. S- <laughs> that was a silly thing for me to say. <laughs> wow, what a stan you are! As soon as I said it, I was like, no, actually, no, actually, he hated that she was poor. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, it's it's hard for me to 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 put into words what it is specifically about the enemies to lovers but i think it's just about the like the 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 tension and like i think for me just the way i am and the way that i can like relate to other people's relationships is like i show my love by bullying you like yes. like the more i like you the more i will bully you and the less nice to your face i will be yes obviously y'all do that within reason. <laughs> don't just be like saying be horribly mean shit to people. <laughs> like, don't do that. Um, but because that's my way of showing affection, it it's also an interesting thing where it's like, okay, in the enemies to lovers thing, where does it go from being an insult to being a loving mm. neg? You know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you realize afterwards, oh. Maybe it was I, always maybe <laughs> do you because i feel like an argument for this one in particular could be that it's like unrealistic mm. does that ever get in the way i think it's less you? no 
I think it's certainly less common in real life than other tropes, but tropes are tropes for a reason. Like how True. how often are you faced with the there's only one bed trope in real life? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess any trope. Like how how often are you faced with there's uh, a chosen one? Never. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. Not really ever. But yeah, that's the point of tropes is that they're tropey. So, yeah. Now let's talk about my favorite. Okay. Big dating. Big dating is so juicy. My, so back in the day when I was on Tumblr, I was big into Marauder's Tumblr, which I think tells you uh, about anything you need to know about me. I think the fandoms we both were into as youths, um, check out. (laughs) Oh, 100%. Um, And I was very Jilly, James and Lily. That was Mm -hmm. my OTP of choice. And there is, I wish I could go back and find it, but there's no way I could ever find it. But there's this fake dating fan. Because you never tag shit. I don't even know if I would have reblogged it. Like, I don't even remember. I remember reading it. Some of us tagged shit. I'm not on Tumblr anymore. It doesn't matter. Um, Anyway, it was a fake dating one. And it was like real, it was like a good length and it was finished. So good. I love fake dating. Oh, was that the whole story? Yeah, that was all. Um, also, season one, <laughs> okay. season one of Bridgerton is also fake dating, which, love that for me. Oh, my God. What a delight. No, I fake dating is so juicy because you have two people that maybe they know each other well, maybe they don't, but they're forced to put on a front for... Often they're enemies, actually, I feel like. I think maybe that's why, in my head, it's like my number two because it's so often combined with enemies to lovers. Yes. It's not all the time, but I feel like yeah. the best ones, like, they're either enemies or just, like, don't really like each other that much. Yeah. But then they're forced to pretend they like each other. Yeah. And then they end up liking each other. It's, oh, well, my God. And the, I know. And, like, how realistic is that, too, if no, you're going to go on never. the realism thing? No one like, ever does that. <laughs> like, when do you ever have to f- pretend to be dating someone? But it's 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 just so it's interesting and it's also a good reflection of like what the 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 society that it was created in it's a good reflection of what their social expectations are because very true because you know you have to fulfill the social expectations of what a relationship is supposed to look like and that is that that's what you do in a fake dating situation and then engaging in that can be confusing when you start getting feelings because you're trying to figure out where your feelings fit into this like fake facade that you've put up and you're like oh no once again what if they don't feel the same way i've fucking ruined it all it's such an interesting point because in a lot of these like fake dating stories it's never like hard to get people to believe you yeah because if you go through enough of like the motions mm-hmm. of what a relationship is quote unquote supposed to look like, yeah, then like there's no reason for people to question you. Like in season one of Bridgerton, it like it very much reflects the society that that's in, which is like I don't know Regency era or whatever, um, where she's like, okay, we have to dance this many times together at a ball. You have to send me these flowers. We have to like mm-hmm. go on this walk in public together, and it's like. That is incredibly rigid. Mm-hmm. 
but it's not even that far off from what you would have to do today. And it really shows like how much we think things have like changed and aren't as rigid and like traditional, but like they're kind not of, as rigid. Kind of, yes. You heard. <laughs> they're not as rigid. <laughs> they're not as rigid. Yeah. <laughs> so um but I think um that I forgot. I distracted myself with rigid. Um <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Well, because in in modern day situations, it's like if you're a lot of times the the situation for the fake dating is like going to a wedding, like someone else's wedding or like for your parents to think that you're whatever. And so a lot of that is like, oh, you have to hold hands. You have to, you know, just be affectionate with them. And I feel like a lot of times the thing that like breaks it is like someone suspects that something is up and they're like all right fine if you're really together kiss right now <laughs> do it right now because <laughs> because mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. like in in the the social order that i find myself existing in you don't often see people just like making out on the street and when you do it's obnoxious <laughs> um and so like that's like a lot of times the tipping point of like well we gonna do it is what is is this gonna happen but i think it is interesting that it, it, it kind of reflects what our expectations are of what a good couple should be and what they should do and what they shouldn't do that's very true and obviously it's like dramatized because like if i have a friend who's dating someone and i don't see them being overly affectionate it's not like i suspect yeah. something like obviously it is a very dramatized version, but you're right. It does reflect the fact that on the whole, we expect couples to be mm-hmm. like have a certain level of physical intimacy, which in a way is like kind of, mm, you know. Yeah. It also really depends on the person too. Like, like if anyone on my dad's side of the family, if I see them holding hands with their significant other, I'm like, oh my God, in public? <laughs> in front of God? Because that's just like the type of people that we all are <laughs> um yes like i know my sister and her fiance have literally had conversations of like no it's not that i don't like you it's just that in my family we don't hold hands in front of people <laughs> like that's just the way it is <laughs> oh man your family's so funny. um but so it, it does depend on the person but yeah it's it's interesting I think from there, what we sh- do you have something to add? It, it was more like a final, mm-hmm. a wrapping up thing. So you go, are we done? Are well, we I was gonna, I was gonna transition this into only one bed because they go together often. Ah uh, yes, I love because a lot of times we get to the hotel and what's that? There's only, only one bed. bed. <laughs> now what? The yeah, because a lot of times it's like a fake dating situation where it's like, well, we're fake dating. We only got one hotel room. We're going to have to sleep in this same bed. And then one of them is always like... But I think the I think the interesting thing about only one bed is that when you're awake, you can control your affections and your actions in a way that you can't when you're sleeping. Well, yeah, there's always... Yeah, there's always like, oh, I heard them sleep talking. They're like, a really cuddly sleeper. I woke up and we were cuddling. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so that's always a fun one. I mean, there's also some other ones, but I feel like we hit on we hit on all of our favorites. 
we got the most important ones. I think we can yeah. all agree. And on like that. the whole snowed in ones are like the you know you're stuck in a place with them. Like I feel like a lot of times it's not necessarily enemies to lovers, but it'll be like strangers to lovers or like people who don't like each other that much to lovers, and it's just like exposure therapy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, and then forbidden love is just very dramatic because it's forbidden and secret. secret. We all know that one. And secretive is sexy? Question mark. Well, just the te- you know the drama of it. All. As I said, the tension, the yearning, exactly. the drama, the realization, the turn. Exactly. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I've got. You have anything else? The thing. I was going to say is like, I can understand like why A-Specs, probably, probably specifically Arrow people would like be confused by these. And yet here I am. <laughs> and well, and yet here you are. But I feel like the key to like enjoying tropes like this is fully understanding like how mm. unrealistic they are and just like fully leaning into that. Like no one is claiming... Yeah. I hope at least that like this is how actual romantic relationships with work. So like I can understand an arrow person being like exceptionally confused by this because it's like maybe I don't understand romantic relationships yeah. in the first place because I don't relate to that. And now you're adding all this crazy stuff on top of it. Like what am I supposed to do with this? But I feel like you just kind of have to like fully disconnect from the reality of it and just like take it for what it is, you know? Yeah, it's it's idealized and dramatized for entertainment purposes, <laughs> you know? If one of my friends was like, yeah, I'm going to pretend to be dating this person for whatever thing, I would be like, you're fucking crazy. What? Okay. <laughs> like, that's the opposite of me. Because recently, actually, a reason for a friend of mine to fake date someone did in real life come up. I I think the, the, the reason that I'm like, no, you're fucking crazy in regards to that is because i like there's the part of me that's like you don't fucking need a partner like that's stupid like like to do something just for other people's expectations like i don't like that and i understand why some people feel forced into that and like if that's your situation like i i I don't want to i don't i don't look down upon you but um the true reason i was so excited when a fake dating situation may have happened like in front of me was specifically so Mm -hmm. it could come to fruition like a book like the main reason we were all excited was like you were there for the entertainment now we get to live in the book (laughs) no yeah it was fully for the entertainment no one thought it was actually gonna happen but we were like well yeah now i'm entertained yeah all right anyway here we are two a specs who love tropes what you gonna do they're entertaining and you just gotta not take them too seriously you know you know what I realized recently is that I don't, th- this I already knew, I don't often, like, seek out romantic, like, movies and books and stuff. But, like, if I if I happen upon them, like, there are absolutely ones that I very much enjoy. Um, But, so I was like, yeah, I don't really ever seek that out. And then I was like, but fan fiction. Yeah. You, it's not yeah. always... Like, I love a good, like, found family focus on that. And there are certainly fan fictions I have read that have been more of, like, character studies or more of, like, um, not about romantic relationships. But, like, 
fan fiction is that in a lot in the vast in most majority cases. of fan fiction is romance based. Yeah, and so I was thinking about that, and I was like, I, maybe it's because it's it's characters that I'm already familiar with. Like, like if it's characters that I don't already care about, I don't care about your romantic story. You know what I mean? Well, because yeah, it's it's not like the only reason you're reading the fan fiction is the romance. Like, part of it is exactly. getting to know these characters better. Where a romance exactly. book, like the 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 only reason to read it is the romance. Yeah, whereas for me it's like the the romance and the relationship is 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 a part of developing their character and just seeing them be a boss ass bitch. Mhm. Mm, yeah, that's all. Great. Kayla? Yes. What's bowl. your what's your bowl which is beef and pole combined? <laughs> I think the pole should be like do you enjoy you enjoy a romance maybe it's maybe like what's your favorite trope and then one of the options is no <laughs> okay i don't think i ever put up a poll for this week you know yesterday i was thinking that i was like man i hope she did <laughs> i didn't perhaps do it now <laughs> Perhaps. Oh, and we even had a secondary poll, too. Oh, silly, silly. I forgot about that. Silly, right, silly, I'll silly. Okay, cool. What's your beef and juice? My juice is that I read uh, Radio Silence by Alice Oseman in mm. two days, mm-hmm. and it is fantastic, as of course it is. Mm-hmm. Alice doesn't miss. Oh, my beef is that um, we're doing this right now. <laughs> I have some beefs for you. Yeah? One of them is I, I got Kayla a very um, strange, interesting, and exciting birthday present. And I paid extra for it to be on time. And you know what? It's still not there. And now Kayla's in Michigan, and it's going to arrive when she's not there. <laughs> Yeah. I'm very displeased. So now I texted my cat sitter and I was like, hey, sorry, but like, if you see a package, would you bring it in? A strange package. Here, I'm going to mute Kayla and tell everyone what it is. What? Not fair. I got her uh, a potato parcel where you can just send Joke's it. on you. I can listen to this episode Some... before I get home to the package. Hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm talking. So, sorry i got her a potato parcel you can just send a potato in the usps you can just send a whole ass potato with stamps on it and so it's a potato that says what does it say it's something to the to the effect of happy birthday bitch xoxo ooh, ooh, sarah what is it like now the people know i can't believe you've done this my other beef is white men i think most things are their fault um to to <laughs> yeah. be clear white women also bad but regarding recent news um white men you know just a reminder mm-hmm. abortions are health care health care is a human right if you do not have a uterus do not speak on this topic if you are a republican politician i hate you there are also a number of democratic politicians that i hate including but not limited to joe manchin and kirsten cinema kirsten cinema you are an embarrassment to queer people everywhere 
My juice is that my TikTok account is very good. Sarah has cultivated a very specific brand very quickly. At Costielli. Nothing but bangers. Something all right. You can tell us about your beef, your juice, your distaste for Kirsten Cinema on our social media at Sounds Fake Pod. You can find our poll on our Instagram uh, maybe on Monday, maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? Who's, who's, to, who's say? to say, truly? If you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash Sounds Fake Pod. We have two new $2 patrons. They are. No. On the doc, I wrote beef and juice before poll. Now I've just gotten more confused. It Nothing makes seem sense. Right. Um, we need to listen to it. Our new two dollar patrons are Isla Walker, and I read this as low. It's L O W E L O W E, but it they the their payment came in in Swedish krona, so I think it's pronounced loaf. Yeah, that's very exciting. I had to look up what and hello. To Switzerland. What the, what the thing was that it was like s something something, and I was Sweden. like, what the fuck? Did I say Switzerland or Sweden? Sweden. I, I said the wrong country. I said Switzerland. Don't they use euros in Switzerland? Probably. Are they in the EU? I'm sorry for getting your country wrong, but I met a really nice Swiss guy last Switzerland. week. Switzerland so. currency. No, because I don't think are they in the EU? Switzerland. I'm not the gal for those kind of questions. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah, because Switzerland is Switzerland. Like, they're, that's their whole thing, is that they're not, they don't take sides. Um, So they don't use the euro, and now I'm questioning everything, and I'm checking. S-E-K. S-E-K. Currency. Swedish krona. Okay. There you go. Thank you, thank you. I just gaslit myself um thank you both of you for your contributions to the gaslighting sarah fund um our five dollar patrons who we are promoting this week are edward hayes holgate elizabeth wheeler ellie emily m and george anchors we also have a new five dollar patron which is nick ford thank you nick what a delight what a fun time um our ten dollar patrons who are promoting something this week are Arkness, who would like to promote the Trevor Project, R.E.K., who would like to promote Thought Slime, Benjamin Ibarra, who would like to promote Tabletop Games, and Changeling and Alex the Ace Cat. Um, thank you, Changeling, for being part of the reason that we did this episode, because I believe it was Changeling who said, I don't get enemies to lovers. <laughs> there you go. Changeling at it again. Um, our other... $10 patrons are David J, David Nurse, Derek and Carissa, my Aunt Jeannie, Maggie Capubbo, Martin Giselle, Maddie, Potato, Purple Haze, Rosie Costello, Barefoot Backpacker, and The Steve. And we have a new one, Kaya Eikenberry. Hello. Thank you. Tell us what you would like to promote. Um, I was going to message you, but I was on my work computer and I, I forgot the login. I couldn't get in. It was very odd. <laughs> We only have, like, two passwords. It's the same password we use for everything. I know. That's why I was so confused. Okay. Well. Um, but I'm. But on your behalf, I'm going to promote your name because I think it's fun. Kaya Eichen. That is a good name. Anyway, thank you. Our $15 patrons are Andrew Hillam, who would like to promote the Invisible Spectrum podcast. Click for Caroline, who would like to promote Ace of Hearts. Hector Murillo, who would like to promote friends that are supportive, constructive, and help you grow as a better person. Layla, who would like to promote Love is Love, also playing the Arrow people. Nathaniel White, who would like to promote NathanielJWhiteDesigns.com. 
Kayla's Aunt Nina, who would like to promote at Kayla Art, Sarah Jones, who is at Eternal Lolly everywhere. Our $20 patrons are Sabrina Hawk, Merry Christmas in this month of May, and Dragonfly. And Dragonfly will be promoting the fact that I have been slowly losing my voice over this episode. Yay! Kayla, I don't know if you can hear it through the phone, but the mic friend definitely can. I have not uh, noticed that, but who's to say? I've, you know, today I had like a headache and sinus pressure and my throat's been scratchy and hurting the past couple days. I'm real phlegmy. This is all information everyone wants. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more of us in your ears to talk about weddings. (laughs) And until then, take good care of your cows. And your throats. So true. If you have a lozenge, laws away.